0: Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Day number 11 of the 12 days of podcasts. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, don't worry. Podcasts are forever and you have time to catch up. So Jeff is going to tell you who you should go download right now. We've had Guapdad 4000, Kodak Black, Denzel Curry, Two Jews, Two Black Dudes Review Airplane, Amina 2, Kaz, The Dream, Josh Dick, Two Jews, Two Black Dudes Review Home Alone, Emmanuel Cuny Panicker. And today. And today. We have Don Will. Don Will, who you may know from the rap group Tanya Morgan. You may know his solo stuff. You may know him from Shouting at the Screen, the Brooklyn movie experience with Wyatt Cenac. You may know him from his popular Twitter, at Don Will. Or maybe you just don't know him and you're going to find out more today. Yeah. And we're all about that. And what's really cool about this collection of podcasts, these 12 in a row is that we have people from all over the spectrum. You have behind-the-scenes people. You have people who are way out in front of the camera. You have people you've heard of, people you haven't heard of, people in the business, people outside of the business. And that is what a waste of time with It's The Real is. It is 230-something episodes of fantastic conversation from our apartment here. This just happens to be 12 in 12 days. And Jeff... We've we've made it. So we, how do how do you feel? I feel incredible. Yep. Although I feel exhausted. <laughs> I feel exhausted too. It's a lot to do: the booking, the editing, the the planning, the hosting. Yeah, the hosting. It's it's a lot to sit here and and talk to someone and be really invested in them, and then go back right again the next day and refresh yourself. You but know? it's also crazy that this is the third year we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, like the first year you feel like, oh, this is exciting. I can't believe we're actually doing this. Right. Second year, you're just like, this feels easier. Right. And and so the third year then. Somehow got harder. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that even though we planned this way in advance, mm-hmm. people still come to the table and say, you know what? January would work way better. And it's like, yeah. I do you know probably, that it's yeah. the 12 days before Christmas? Yeah. But actually, that might be our fault, too, because we learned this year that actually the 12 days of Christmas starts on Christmas. Mm -hmm. So that begs the question, Jeff, do you want to start all over again and just on Christmas Day and then go (laughs) this year? Yeah. No, the answer is no. Yes. The answer is no. Let's put out a thousand episodes next year. But going into 2019, we're super proud of the product. We've gotten way better. Way better than we were at the beginning of this podcast. If you've been a long-time listener, you know if you're new to us, we appreciate you, and hopefully you know what this is. And at the end of the day, all we ask from you guys is that you'll spread the word. Mm-hmm. Go, go tell a friend. Go tell your family at Christmas. Go to iTunes or to SoundCloud or to wherever you listen and, and leave a comment, share it, engage. I don't know what you do online. Whatever it is you do, create a meme. Go nuts. Go crazy. Hit your favorite person who hasn't been on the podcast and say, hey, you should really sit down with these guys in their apartment and have an hour long conversation. Yeah. And do it now. Do it now. No, I mean, like, tell them to do it now. So like at AJ Calloway. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we say that if AJ comes on the podcast, that's it? That's the end. We will end the podcast. So is that is that a better pitch to him? Like, hey, you will finish this podcast finally or your mission will be complete aj calloway yes so today on the podcast don will tomorrow tomorrow our last podcast of 12 days of podcast how do we finish it we finish it with brother nature brother nature this is a big get i'm so excited I, I told brother nature i was like i've never fought so hard to get a guest <laughs> Look forward to that. Jeff, when do you want to get into this one? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, aka 1979 Chevrolet Camaro T-Top, aka that Z-Shit. Yo, what up? It's Jeff,
1: aka Get Flewed Out, aka One Time at Bandcamp. Yo, what up? It's your boy Don Will, aka One Half of Tanya Morgan, aka all of myself, aka one word, one spaces. <laughs> aka I've been thinking about all these AKAs all day. aka I'm clapping under the table. What's up, bitch? Yeah, this is your third favorite podcast. Wait, it. it's the way you're
0: this is real. <laughs> 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 Yo. Done! that is the best A.K.A. that we've ever heard on this podcast. I could have kept
1: going. Holy shit.
0: Yo, that's that energy that we need. What's happening?
1: Man, listen, I'm out here up in the Upper West Side, you know what I'm saying? Yo, a rare a rare event. Brought my passport. Yeah, yeah. Me. What sure. are you going to do after this? Um, I might go look at the Seinfeld Diner. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's supposed, I'm, so one thing about me is that I'm really, I'm fanatical about weather. Oh. It's supposed to rain. Oh. If it's a light drizzle, I'm going past the Seinfeld Diner. If not, I'm running to the train. As, like, you know, we run around in
0: these circles, you're invited to events or whatever, and it's going to rain that night. Do you bring an umbrella or do you, like, play it cool and, like, leave the umbrella at home and just, like, you know, nah, man, go through it. I'm
1: bringing an umbrella. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I'll sacrifice coolness for being dry. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's the summertime, I might just pack a waterproof jacket or some shit. Mm-hmm. But winter, when it's getting cold, like, I, don't, I don't like getting sick. Yeah. I don't like being wet. So
0: if you're going to a club and you know they're going to do a, a fucking stupid mandatory coat check, you don't care, <laughs> you're bringing the coat, like you'll deal with the line.
1: I might skip the event. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I'm you a man what? of, I'm a man of my, uh, my principles. No, you know totally, man?
0: totally. Have you ever been so excited to go to a club and then get turned away? Yes. So I can tell you about hours where we went to. You went to Dan Solomito's birthday party. Oh, this is years ago. And we, they were like, "Oh, you have to dress to impress or something." And so we were like, "Oh, yeah, we were so brand new. We we were like, let's go in three piece suits." When was like, really? Oh, oh yeah, two thousand seven. It was a birthday party. Yeah, yeah. three piece suits. Yo, Also, yeah. by the way, also this was at a club. I don't remember which <laughs> one. If this was this is on the West Side Highway, so there's no trains that get there. You know, so you have to like go down and walk four avenues, five avenues to get there. Yeah. Only to be turned away at the door because, like, whatever, we're not on any list, and we'd so deserved it, and 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 walk back in these three piece suits. Like, oh yeah, we were like, we know we're on the list, and the guy kept looking at the list and be like, no, like you, know, <laughs> yeah. you have to look at the list. He was just like, no, absolutely not. That
1: is the worst walk of shame because <laughs> a, it's early, and oh. b, you're you're overdressed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like you didn't even get in the event. It's just <laughs> and you go home and like take
0: your hard bottoms off and like have to hang up the fucking vest and like and and think about the whole thing again.
1: Yeah. So wait, this this wasn't part of like a a, a sketch idea. It was just no, you know, no. Dress up and go to dinner. <laughs> we we lived it. We lived it. You gotta live what you talk about. That's you right. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. You can't just be not about that three piece suit life.
0: So you're originally from
1: Cincinnati, Ohio. That's right.
0: What up, hot tech? Yeah, <laughs> so, bootsy. What's it like growing up out there?
1: Um, it's different now. When I was growing up, was in the '80s, or like just I'm an '80s baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was a very segregated black and white city. So like the the city was um. Like, my neighborhood was College Hill, is College Hill, and College Hill is, like, right on the outskirts of Cincinnati, and, like, right beyond College Hill is a part of town called Finneytown. Finneytown is basically just, it was majority white, mm-hmm. and it had its own police force. There's a story that I tell, like, one day I was driving down the street called Reading Road, and it crosses through three different, like, villages and townships. You can get three speeding tickets on the same street from three different police uh, damn. municipalities. Yeah. Big family? Huge family. Huge family. Like, I got a lot of cousins. Like, I don't. have, I have, one, I have one sister. Um, and all the cousins were local? Yeah. All my, like, my entire family's in Cincinnati, so...
0: What are the holidays like with your whole family? Oh, Is it always at one, one family's house? It,
1: so, Thanksgiving this year was at my aunt's house. Which no. one? My bad. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait. Thanksgiving this year was at my mom's house. At okay. My, at my house. Like, yeah. And it, it had been going on at my aunt's house for the past, like, five or six years. Uh my my mom has one sister, Aunt Rosie. Okay. And a brother, Uncle Willie. Yep. Rosie and Willie. And, and wait, uh, how did your mom wrest it back from Rosie was not, she just she couldn't get herself ready in time, couldn't get the house ready in time. There was a lot of like, like, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff with her son and like his kids. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of kids. So she was like, we just gonna do it at your house. <laughs> and my mom was fine with it. She was my mom was kind of on the fence about it though, to be honest. She was like, but but you know, where else are we gonna have it? At first, so I have a house in Cincinnati too, because mm-hmm. you know I have to have a house in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. And my sister lives there. And it used to be my grandmother's house. And <laughs> we were gonna have it there for a second because we haven't had it there in like ten years. It's like the soup it's like the Super Bowl, or yeah. or like the the all star game. It travels from house to house. <laughs> but the last time we had it in my grandmother's house, uh, or my house now. the The way the house is set up, we just had a long table running the length of the house. It's kind of like a, sh- a railroad house, yeah, shotgun house or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> to pass food, my cousin would go outside and walk around the. T- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I got a big family, man. That's like, like out of a painting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun when we get together because it's just so many personalities and so many types of people.
0: So, what was it like, like for you growing up in Cincinnati? Like, did you did you enjoy it at the time?
1: I did. I mean, I I definitely. I wasn't aware of other places. So, um, like I got my education about the world about like hip hop and about the world through like um the rap videos. Yeah. So seeing New York and shit, it just felt like another planet. Like so I, you, I could not understand New York.
0: You didn't travel I, much outside of the the Midwest or Vacations.
1: But I mean like even vacations, I mean that's that's not really traveling in the context of um Figuring out things for yourself. It's traveling in the context of like, you know, you're on a, a guided tour with your parents and your cousins and shit. Maybe go to Disneyland. Maybe go to like, um, we went to see the Jacksons on tour in Indiana and shit. Whoa. We would go do Whoa. shit like that. Wait, I what, saw that era. This was the uh, the Victory Tour. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. In Indiana. Yep. Well, we, we followed them. We didn't follow them. We went, we went to two you shows. You became the Jacksons. We did. <laughs> it was the Jacksons six for like two <laughs> uh, So we traveled a little bit and we would go to Chicago because I got family in Chicago. And that was the one, Chicago was the only city I understood outside of like just amusement parks or some shit. So So
0: was there aspiration to get to Chicago then? For a little while, yeah.
1: When I went to college, I went to college in North Carolina. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And after college, you know what's that? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? And I was like, I'm just going to go to Chicago.
0: So back at home, what were you into as a a kid? Were you into sports? Were you a...
1: I was honestly just music. Like I was into music, sneakers. I was into. I'm just. I'm literally the same exact same thing I was. Like, uh, wow, I would, you haven't developed at all. <laughs> I'm emotionally stilted. Man. When did you get your glasses? So when I was in the uh, fourth or fifth grade. Wow. My sister dared me to cross my eyes. And I crossed them and they got stuck. You're kidding. I'm dead serious. This is like a horror story. It's a horror story. <laughs> wait, wait. I always
0: thought that was like an a, old wives tale. An old wives tale. Urban legend. It, it's it's definitely an urban
1: legend because I'm urban and I'm a legend. <laughs> 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 but no, like she, um, we just had a contest. She was like, cross your eyes. And I crossed them. And then one, this one, the right one, the, I sprained a muscle in it. Does so, your sister feel bad? No. The, what? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> she thinks she. My sister probably thinks it made me more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like she's probably like, I gave you that. Like,
0: do you feel like glasses are a part of your image now? If someone was to do like like a drawing of you, like, and they didn't put glasses, you would be like, that's not me.
1: I do like to the point where um on my fortieth birthday, the only thing I did for my birthday was walk around without my glasses on. I was like, I just want to, I just want to experience a day without glasses and see how it feels, and. I bumped into two people that just did not recognize me. Like, they just walked past me. I had to be like, yo, whatever. Like, oh, shit, where are your glasses at? <laughs> uh, no glasses and no hat. It was both but, of those But things.
0: your vision is fine. It's just that it corrects the astigmatism.
1: Yeah, my, I mean, like, my vision so in my left eye is fine. Right. Just the vision in my right eye is just fucked up. Yeah. Um, and for a while, I didn't... I wore them when I was in ele- elementary school, and then I quit in high school because I wanted to look cool. Mm-hmm. And around college, the vision just got so bad that I started getting migraines. Whoa. Because the vision in my right eye was... Like, I just... I stopped using it. I just stopped focusing with it, and started focusing everything from my left eye. And wow. And I just... I started getting really bad headaches and shit, so... Could you wear, like, an eye patch... I mean, Slick Rick, if Slick Rick give me his blessing. Yeah. Well, wow. I definitely would.
0: Yeah. That's so crazy. So, so Man. So the the muscle just never it's almost like it got torn or something.
1: It it got sprained and they had to go in and do surgery. Holy cow. And, and fix it. So for a while I did have an eye patch. I had like a little like a, right?
0: a bandage, yeah. Wow. And so uh <laughs> No, it's crazy. I'm laughing
1: because it's one of those stories, like every time, every time I tell it, I'm just like it's the man. worst story Oh man It's the worst <laughs> Elementary school I went to a, a Catholic school K through 5 I was at a Catholic school And When I tell you It was I was literally Besides my sister The only black person there Really? And the school was K through 8 So it was It was, it was really It was really weird Yeah well, It was just, a weird Just a follow up question
0: Were you the only two students In the school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were we were homeschooled, but uh, we
1: my parents made it look like it was an <laughs> yeah. elaborate setup for the school. <laughs> the auditorium was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was, like the assemblies were just like, "Mom, you don't have to do this." <laughs> do they have
0: music classes in your Catholic school?
1: No. So um, they had music classes at the school. Like so, long story short, the Catholic school. I didn't enjoy myself there. It was I didn't really have a lot of friends. Like I just didn't. I had two friends. Casey Jesus
0: and Jesus and Mary. Okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. understood. Yeah. Um yeah. sometimes God would show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But, <laughs> but uh Mark and Casey were my friends. And around fifth grade, I remember I, my my cousin, my older cousin told my she told me that I came home from school one day and just told my mom, like, I'm not going back. I don't want to go back. I can't, I don't, I don't like it there. Yeah. And my cousin, she's she's my mom's age. She's my cousin. She was just like, Don't send him back there. Please don't. So, cuz i was even like i would get i would get out of the car like and she would drive me to school sometimes i'd get out of the car and my mom would be like no don't don't go in there and and talk weird like basically don't code switch no yeah, like no yeah, i'm yeah. not going to do it mom hey guys how you guys doing <laughs> and my mom would just be like ah why are you doing that so 6th grade i went to the um in 6th grade i went to the the public school and that was That was where I kind of like got my my music education.
0: Well, what's that like going into a brand new school, brand new situation? Like, oh shit! Wait, this is what I'm
1: see. This is what I'm saying. I said it. I said it off off uh, mic. Yep. I was gonna fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) We did have band at the at the Catholic school. Yep. I played the trumpet, and I was actually um, I made the the city orchestra. Whoa. Yeah, I was. I was a big thing to forget. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta like, you yeah, gotta yeah, repress yeah, yeah, some yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm unpacking, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. But so. What happened to you in that band? <laughs> what well. did Joe Jackson do to you? <laughs> so the sixth grade was where they didn't have a band. Oh. And that was when I stopped playing trumpet in sixth grade. So, oh.
0: So this is a public school. Yeah. And, wh- but what was it like being around like more than just you and your sister being black kids?
1: It was culture shock. It was, well, I had, I, like my neighborhood was like, I had a bunch of, like all my friends in the neighborhood were black. Yeah. But it was just culture shock because it was a bunch of different people from the neighborhood that I didn't know. Like the, the public school was in College Hill, but it was like a a different area of College Hill. So there was kids from all over getting bussed around. And it was I met rougher kids. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I met kids, I was like, oh shit, I might have to have my first fight in sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? Like that was it was that type of energy where I became I was already the quiet kid at the Catholic school because, you know, I didn't really relate to people, have anybody to talk to. Yep. I got to the public school and it just became like, oh, I got to be the quiet kid again because I don't know how to relate to anybody again. But that was where, you know, like just through fashion, I mean, I, I know it's sixth grade, but you take take cues from like, your know, like my big cousins and shit, like what to wear and how to be cool and how to talk about stuff. I wasn't in the sports. I wasn't in the music and I wasn't in fashion. So that was the way that I kind of like translated to people, you know, like sneakers and
0: Yeah, so like where were you going to get shoes? Like what were you wearing in terms of like were you wearing Bugle Boy? Were you wearing like uh woo
1: wear like there was Bugle Boy. What uh Ocean Pacific was big. Yep. Yeah. Jams, yep. jams were the shit. Oh yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I remember um seventh or eighth grade was when I like really got into like okay I have to I have to cut grass and shovel snow to get money for shoes because I need these Jordans. That was like eighty eight, eighty nine. Yeah. But, like prior to that it was it was whatever your mom bought you you just kind of didn't want to look uncool you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so i might i might have had like some nike cortez or just just standard issued nikes and dress them up with fat laces you know what i'm saying or just just make sure the laces were all laying flat and clean so yep. that you don't like, you don't want to get roasted man like well, totally. especially if the quiet dude you do not want to get roasted yeah
0: well so do you remember like the the point at which you were like you know what i'm not going to just be that quiet kid anymore
1: uh, that was honestly college. That long, yeah. I mean, I was I was pretty, I was pretty talkative and fun in high school. Like yeah. I, I, I was, I I had a a, a good time in high school. I'll yeah, but
0: but it does. It, you know, you go from being like the quiet kid to being a performer. Yeah. It's a sort of like, you know, journey within itself. So, when you get to high school, were you were you performing out, were you just recording music, were you high, writing?
1: I wasn't really doing anything creative in high school of that sort. Of. Like I did do graffiti. I was like around 12th grade was when I started like really acting out. Like, you know what I'm saying, like break dancing. Well, I was break dancing before, but you know like we would go places and start a dance cypher and shit, and I would just be in the middle of it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. With, like, cardboard or, like... like. Nah, it was... Okay, it would, just, like, just, yeah. yeah. Just, like, in the middle of the floor, like in the middle of the room. We'll start. And whoever wanted it. Whoever wanted it, got <laughs> it. Nobody usually wanted it. I, I, don't know if we were, I don't know if we were just that, that like, that feared or we weren't that good, but... You just left all your blood on the floor. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and who like, who and were you wanted. listening to at that at that point?
1: Uh, Too Short. Mm. Um. MC Breed. Mm-hmm. Tupac Yeah. Um Snoop a little later. Um And where does that
0: where does that come to you from? Like is that from your older cousins? Yeah. Is it just so from watching TV My or? older
1: Rosie's Rosie, my aunt Rosie's son, you know, she she lost she lost the Thanksgiving invitation. Right, for sure. right. But her son Kiwan rest rest in peace, he he got killed years and years ago like when um I think it was like I don't remember, it was like 15 20 years ago. It was a, it was a while ago. But uh, he was the dude who, like, I he was like my big brother. I looked up to him on some, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be just like you. Like, he was the dude who would cut my hair. He showed me how to, like, he was like, no, you got to get, get your hair cut like this. Yeah. You got to wear this shirt. He would give me stuff. Like, he was the kind he uh he would give me, like, tapes. So he was like, he gave me Tribe Called Quest, and that's what introduced me to, like, More or less like a lot of East Coast shit.
0: And what kind of jobs were you doing at 14, 15?
1: First job when I was 13, I worked at the zoo. At the zoo, I was the parking attendant. I was the dude who just stood in the park. You guys can't see me at home, but I'm just you're, <laughs> yeah. you're pointing with my left and circling with my right just. and killing it. You're Yo. you're a really good parking lot attendant. Listen, man, I, I, when I lost that job, I lost my direction. So <laughs> Cincinnati Zoo, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> the Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah, and like, did you have friends who worked in other parts of the zoo? I
1: did. Me and me and like two or three of my friends applied at the same time. And what did they do? They worked like like sweeping up shit. Oh, okay. One of them worked concessions. I didn't want to work concessions because I just didn't want to interface with people on that level. I was yeah, like, I don't want to do concessions. But the parking attendant thing, like it was, it was kind of grueling to be honest. Sure, yeah, like, you're on your feet all day, and in the sun. I, I didn't I didn't yeah. think about the sun, the weather. Yeah, the yeah, weather. <laughs> That that's why I'm so obsessed. with yeah, yeah. that that job molded my life. Yeah, but it was it was one of those jobs where like um. After a couple months, I was like, I don't need to do this. This is stupid. Yeah. And I think we we got fired from the zoo. What'd you do? We um uh, we we stole a golf cart and rode around the zoo.
0: <laughs> to where? Just just <laughs> around the zoo. It was just like
1: we're like 14. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't know.
0: Ditched this by the crocodiles. Yeah. So like. you know,
1: like the, the zoos, they have those golf carts and shit that they ride around, and we were just like it was the it was the festival of lights time, and we were like, yo, man. Let's get a golf cart and just ride and look at the lights. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and <laughs> that was a bad idea. But what, what else is Cincinnati known for? Chili. We have uh, Skyline and I forget the other one. But there are they're two, they're, they're two Chili uh, restaurants that they have a thing called the Crosstown Shootout, the same as uh, University of Cincinnati and Xavier. But um, the thing about Cincinnati Chili is that it has noodles. It's served on noodles okay with cheese and so So it's
0: pasta (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's basically spaghetti
0: it's basically spaghetti so you having lived in new york for a long time when you eat chili out here do you ask for it on noodles or do you like just deal with it but like see you're you're quietly
1: (laughs) this is this is gonna you can get my cincinnati car revoked yeah yeah. I've, i've never had cincinnati chili Never had it. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't really. I have a lot of weird food things. Okay, let's go through I, all of them. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. So I didn't start eating pizza until I was 12. Well, I wouldn't eat pizza in Cincinnati anyway. Keep, keep going. Um, I don't like condiments ketchup, oh. mustard, mayo. Don't fuck with it. Okay. None of them? I will do aioli. Okay. Which is mayo. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, aware yeah, yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. aware of no, But fine. the thing is that. I will do mustard. I'm not mustard, I'm sorry, mayo sometimes.
0: On sandwiches? Sometimes. Okay. If I'm
1: not aware that it's there and I bite the sandwich, I'm fine. So you order the
0: sandwich, someone behind the counter fucks up, you're like, fuck it, I'll I'll just keep Or if going. you're at an
1: airport and you're like, I just I bought a sandwich and it just has happens to have mayo on it, you know, you deal with it. But mustard and ketchup, I can't it's extreme. Extreme prejudice. Don't deal with it.
0: It's not it's not like, you know, it reminds you of blood or something like that, is it? Because we knew a girl who was like
1: that too. No, it's, it's it has nothing to do with that. It's that <coughs> I don't think that it adds to the food. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it masks it masks the flavor of the food. It mm. covers the flavor. So if you like, if you like French fries, yeah, and mm-hmm. you just load, I do, I, I, do. Yeah. I, do. Yeah. I do, yeah. Do you put ketchup on them?
0: Uh, sometimes on the side, lots of yeah. ketchup. On the side, On the side no, I do. not a lot. I'm not ketchup. gonna no. cover it up because okay. I don't want to put my hands through all that shit. You know. What so I'm saying? I was
1: gonna say, if, if you like slather your French fries or food in ketchup, you just like ketchup. You don't like the food. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it it covers the food to the point where sometimes it's not an accent to the food. It's just kind of like the thing that's like dominating the taste. Do you like chicken wings? Oh God. Oh God! I have a problem oh, well, I love oh no oh chicken wings. <laughs> you don't you don't like chicken wings?
0: I know well, that's that's Jeff's issue. Yeah, yeah I don't like the mess of it. I feel like it's a lot of work to get like a little bit but I do like the taste of it. I just don't like the effort and I don't like I also uh, you like chicken you I like chicken like, and I like wings put them together I like chicken wings i I don't like um I don't like mess in my hands also. I have a very so, tactile
1: problem okay. I have a I have a texture problem, but it's more like mush. I don't like mush. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I like chicken wings for the opposite reason. I like them because of the work and the effort. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's like crab legs. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Like I also don't like crab legs.
1: Exactly. I love crab legs. Yeah. You like sunflower I love, seeds?
0: Do I, uh, I've never had like sunflower seeds, sunflower seeds, but I've had like um pistachios. I fuck with pistachios.
1: Too much work. Yeah, you that, like them that shell? That is a lot of work.
0: Yeah, I'll t- I'll take a shell.
1: Every time I eat p- pistachios, I end up like separating my fingernail and oh, because like... <laughs> you got to like pry them apart. How do yeah. you well separate them? I have very uh, I have piano playing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs>
0: so, when you get together with your family for the holidays and they serve something a certain way, are you just like, no, I'm not gonna.
1: They just accept me. Yeah, like like they love you for who you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom, my mom used to carry around, um, because I wouldn't eat anybody else's food except for hers. Yeah, and I would only eat specific things she made, so she would have to carry food on her person at all times to feed me. So when you go to Disney World, I mean amusement park food is different. It's like candy. (laughs) Like I'm just eating cotton candy and shit. But like, (laughs) let's say we went to some, we went to somebody else's house to eat. Yes. I, as a child, I just wouldn't eat their food. She would have to like plate food that she brought for me. Wow, because I'm just like I don't want that food. Yeah, and as the tables have turned, my daughter is now the worst <laughs> with food. Like it's and you're like, where did you get this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I can't even. Find. I'm just like I'm. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like she doesn't want to eat anything, and she only wants to eat certain things a certain way, and I can't say anything about it because it drives everybody else crazy. But I'm like. I get it. Yeah. By the time high school
0: ends, where are you sort of looking to go right after graduation?
1: So high school ended, uh, I I had been in a four-year math and science program all throughout high school. And every year you go, you get a free year of school at the University of Cincinnati. Whoa. For the engineering program. Um, So I had been doing this for four years. So I had had basically a four-year full ride for engineering at the University of Cincinnati which is if that's what you wanted to do if that's what I wanted to do which is one of the better schools for engineering I will say that like And
0: and so you're you're a right-brained person? Uh, Cuz you're also very creative. Yeah. I'm 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 kind of both. I'm I'm straight down the middle. Is it possible to mean? be creative in a field like engineering?
1: I think so, yeah, because you have, what? you have like, uh, you have, what's that? In, They're creative design, engineers. Industrial designers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, gotcha, I could go yeah. work for Donda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's yeah, several yeah. things I could do as an yeah. engineer. Kanye is always looking for people to come No, to yeah. well, that is, <laughs> there's a lot of turnover. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that took me out of engineering, I went, to, I went to UC for a year. And the thing that took me out was calculus. My high school didn't have, um, like, they had pre but they didn't have full-on calculus. Because I, I went to a school for English. Okay, wait. You went to a, you went to school for <laughs> English.
0: Every year that you completed in high school, you would get a free year of college in engineering. Right.
1: I, I to a, I to a, um, a, I was part of a summer program. It was a summer program that was also an um, after school program for math and science. Right it sounds just,
0: like it was just like summer school. It, it was. Like, it sounds like you were like a bad
1: kid. <laughs> it was what <but> it was. <laughs> You did like, steal that golf cart, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. yeah, they, Doomed to a life of <laughs> summer school, of yeah. numbers, yeah, <laughs> of yeah. CAD. Yeah. Yeah. But, so the English school, my mom, my mom's a teacher too. Okay, so I like how I'm unfurling my story. All yeah, of, like I, I'm sorry, like, all good. I'm not nah. a linear person, all good. But um, my mom's an educator, and she knew about public schools, which is why she had me in that Catholic school because she knew that like the public school at College Hill wasn't a great school, um, and she knew that. The high school in my neighborhood wasn't a great school. Like I wanted to go Aiken. I wanted to go to Aiken so fucking bad.
0: And Aiken is Aiken
1: is the neighborhood high school. Like okay. all the kids went there. All the kids that went there that I, I came up with. They were like the the they were the dudes that I hung out with on the block when I was should not have been hanging out. Right. You know what I'm saying? They right. all went to one school. I got bussed out to a neighborhood to go to school in a, at a school that was by the University, University of Cincinnati called Hughes. Big Red, I have to say it. I'm a Hughes alumni. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was an English school. They they had four different tracks. English Health Computers, and I want to say Science was one. I'm not sure. But math wasn't anything that they specialized in. So in order to make sure I got that component, my mom made sure I was part of an after-school program or made sure I was part of this like summer thing so that I would get my math. Yeah, yeah. And a summer math program sounds boring and stupid until you factor in that we would have to go live on campus at UC for a month. Whoa! So I got out of my mom's house. And yeah. I got to just be a mannish little person, like. <laughs> it, and it is a world away, really. It, it, was, yeah. it was literally a world away, like you know, like you don't really. You have sleepover sometimes. Sometimes you might go out of town and stay with relatives, but you don't have like an experience where you're just learning who you are with your peers alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cell cell phones didn't exist. It wasn't like <laughs> so. No <laughs> I, evidence. Yeah. No evidence. <laughs> And yeah, we did some fucked up shit. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like if 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 Twitter would have been around oh when I was God. in high school, man, I would have <laughs> I might not be here. <laughs> so somewhere
0: in the middle of all that, your musical talents lead you to create.
1: Yeah. Um I've been I just dabble. Like I was saying, like music and fashion were the two things that I communicated with. Like it was a, there those those were the those were the, the garments that I wore to make sure that people understood who I was. Like it was like, oh, that's that's Don. He's in the he's in the music, he's yeah. he's in the shoes, whatever. It wasn't like everybody needed an, an identifier, and that was my identifier. Um, I would say high school when I started like smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, Getting mm-hmm, into that thing right. was when we would smoke weed and we would just freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Hang out, freestyle, ciphering, and I just thought I was good. Like I don't know if my friends were like, "Yo, he's good," but I just I ha- I was like, "I'm good. I'm good at this shit." Yeah, I like this. This is fun.
0: Was it always just like a bunch of you guys like in the golf course just being like, "Yo, like just just." Just think of a word. Just think of a word. Just like throw it out there.
1: It was. <laughs> it was like basketball. 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 <laughs> <laughs> basketball. Basketball. Basket for the ball. Put the basket in the ball. But it was. It was just. Um. We would just be in like my homegirl's van. Like we. She would like drive the van and we would like go somewhere, smoke, drink, and then just sit in the van. It was like some Midwest like shit. Did you yeah. have a beat? Yeah, we would listen to shit. Like, yeah. So we would listen to like Digable Planets or um um what else was out around then? Tribe or yeah. like um Black Moon. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. listen to that type of shit. We just listen to shit in freestyle. And alcoholics. Yep. Like stuff like that. And we would just free like rap over the words. Um before that though, I I was experimenting with pause tapes. mm mm-hmm. And me and the homies, we would just get together this was what, like eighth grade? No, this was ninth grade. This was ninth grade. Um I had the house that people would it was open. So a friend of mine, um, he stayed at my house literally for a year. He didn't go home. Whoa. Because his home his home situation was kind of like not so great. Yeah. Um he him and his brother, they were unlike you two. Uh-huh. Like I'm I'm imagining you two They fight. don't pay, they don't podcast. That is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they uh they they would get into like really vicious fights, like like the kind of fights where you know it was
0: where you don't go home for a year. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, like I remember weapons being involved in the fights, fuck. like weapons and and threats that were just like, yo, I'm I'm gonna fuck you up if you come back home. Goddamn. And it was you know and, and um he lived in a house where his mo- like his mom wasn't around, he, his dad wasn't around, his brother was his his older brother was the dude who would like was like his his parental figure in a sense. Yeah. And it just forced him to kind of, like, figure his shit out. And my mom, my mom is just like, you can come stay with us. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't, like, a spoken thing, like, hey, hey, come stay with us. It was just one day he didn't go home. Right. And, one, like, I lived in the basement. I had the whole basement to myself. That's dope. So I had, the, I had the space to have a roommate. Yep. And, you know.
0: So did he, like, do anything musically?
1: No. He, um, he, what did he do? He got people pregnant. Okay. There you go. <laughs> that's about guy man. That's productive. <laughs> no, but he um he was in the foot. He was he was a sports dude. He was in the football. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So like um, and he would like hanging out with him, I would try to get in sports. I tried to play basketball. I tried out for the team. Yeah. I made the team. Oh congratulations. Uh it was
0: a pity make. Hey. Obviously.
1: It was like he was friends with the coach. We were all friends with the coach.
0: You still get like a letter
1: or something like that? I do get a letter, okay. like yeah. Did you, you get know. anybody pregnant? <laughs>
0: I did. Not <laughs> in high school. <laughs> You learned a lot from this guy, you know? Like, <laughs> so so you're freestyling and you know that you have a talent and is there any way for you to take that talent and actually like, you know, put it out into the
1: world? That didn't come until until college. Like when I got down I went so from Cincinnati after um the year I spent at the University of Cincinnati, I decided that I should remove myself from Cincinnati yep. because I was headed down a path of just that bear cat life, you know. Listen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but like, you know, like you know how in college you everybody sells weed in college. You do dumb shit in college. But I just remember I, re- I have a distinct memory one time of cutting a class to go to Akron, I believe, or Whoa. Toledo or somewhere just sightseeing. <laughs> yeah, to get some pounds of like we went to get oh, weed. Oh, pounds. We went to get, yeah, pounds. And I'm sitting there in this car, and we went and got it. We came, and I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It was just that. It was that moment of. Oh this is not the right. This is not good. And it wasn't it wasn't anything but, you know, just I was it wasn't like I was around horrible people. Right. It was just you just end up sliding down a slope. You were because. in that car and someone's just like freestyle uh uh <laughs> bricks, bricks. Talk about bricks, no, yeah. We got bricks in the trunk. Uh what? <laughs> <laughs> so so you have that moment. I had that moment and then like it was you know like at that point I decided that I wanted to like go away to college. That was when I was like, I need, I want to get away from Cincinnati. I just want to take a break. How easy is it to leave Cincinnati for you? It was, I mean, for my friend group, it was probably like weird because I, I didn't tell anybody I was going away to college until like uh, a week before, like a, a week or a month before I went. Whoa. And I had friends that I was like, we were cool. And we were like, Yo, we should get an apartment for sophomore year. Yeah, we should. And we were looking at places. And I was just like, one day, like, I'm, I'm moving. To North Carolina they were like what the fuck are you talking about
0: yeah it's like a really heavy thing to just like drop in the conversation
1: yeah but but again it was that thing where like it was it felt like I didn't know if they would not accept my decision to leave I didn't know, I didn't know how they would feel about me wanting to take a like just take a stand also I didn't know how they would feel like it reflected on them if I was just like yeah I feel like I'm gonna just get in trouble around here if I keep yeah. hanging out with y'all I mean they're great people you know what I'm saying like they all went on to do cool things. They're all, but it was just, for me, it was just like, man, I gotta.
0: Are any of them top drug dealers now and you feel like you missed out?
1: <laughs> the only one that's a, that actually went on to do good things in the drug game ended up going to jail. Oh, well. So, yeah. So, but he's back on track. He's got his life together. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. I'm not saying anybody's <laughs> name. No, 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 no. Yeah. This isn't Vlad. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, what, what, what made you go to North Carolina? The wrong reason. So we went, I went on this thing called the Black College Tour. Mm-hmm. You know, they would take you and show you all the black colleges. Yep. We went a couple times. And I just remember, remember North Carolina being like the one city where I was like, oh, it looks lit. This looks like a good time. And which city specifically? Well, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, yeah, NET. yeah, yeah. Like we got to that campus and it, there was just something about the campus where I was like, y'all, I'll have fun here. Yeah. I, I'll have a great time down here. And they, I'll, they have a good engineering school. And you know, but who cares about that? <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good engineering school, but you know, me being an engineering student, I'll have a great time on a time free here. ride. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, let's shake things up and go to school for art. Yeah, it's not even an accredited art school. It was, it was just an art <laughs> school where they just like, here's a box of pencils and some paper, draw some shit. By the way, did your mom have any idea what these plans were? She, she just knew. So she knew that I was getting in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. She knew, that, and it wasn't like it wasn't big trouble, but it was trouble that like. You know, you kind of hope your child will figure things out, but it was probably some of that trouble that would have just been like, okay, um, we got to talk. So I think that when she saw that I was being proactive about not being like removing myself from that shit, she was like, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, it could be art, it could be engineering, whatever. Right.
1: And she, like, I, I think that you know, when I told her like I'm interested in going to, away to school, I think that for her, you know, she just wants me to, she just wanted me to graduate, and I think for her, she was just like. Okay, if, if it'll help you grad, if it'll help you get a degree. I think for her the one thing that um was slightly disappointing was the art degree aspect of okay. it. Okay. Mainly because um I was just into graffiti, and that was I, that was my basis for wanting to go to art school. Like I was doing graffiti, I I tagged up the garage. Yeah, was tagging in Cincinnati. I wasn't really, I wasn't doing pieces. Right, mm-hmm. I was doing vandalism. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. There was nothing. I mean, like we called it art. I thought it was artful. There was nothing artful about. it. What were you writing? Like fuck this house. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I was. So my 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 name was Evil. E V-I-L-L-E. I would tag Evil. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it meant. Okay. <laughs> like there was like we, we there was like some theory about good and bad and Evil being, but it was some high school shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah, were smoking yeah. so much weed. No. Yeah. <laughs> big weed. Man. Smoked so much weed, man. And it was it was just one of those things where um It's like a French evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you gotta smoke skinny cigarettes. <laughs>
0: So when you get down to school, are there a lot of kids who come down there
1: who are just from out of state? Yeah, th- uh, that's where there were a lot of kids from um, DC, New York. Not not that many West Coast people. A handful of them. Um, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Like a lot of a lot of South Cats. And ironically enough, the only other person from Cincinnati was Ilias, who ended up in the group. Tanya Morgan. Yeah, it was like um, there were a couple more Ohio people. It was it was a Mainly like a southwest, so I mean southeast. My bad. Yeah, southeast. yeah, no. But college is a chance for you to like sort of reintroduce yourself as you want, dude. And I that that was the thing that I I, I pretty much had a blank check, so I, I could become exactly what I wanted to become and be who I wanted to be. And that was when I was like, I think I'm gonna do music. Yeah, you know, it was like it was like one of not not like a not like a I'm gonna go full on and it was just like I'm gonna explore this and see what it, see where it leads me. I enjoy it. I'm in school for art. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna just try to like do stuff. And we ended up, I ended up hooking up with the crew of cats, uh, the jerks. We called ourselves the jerks. The jerks. J-U-R-X. J U R X. J hey, U R X. You know what's how it is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! That just you, you just warmed my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we had the, the jerks crew, Abyss Click. Uh, that was Abyss was the larger crew. Uh huh. Dreamscape was the I don't know the other thing. Yep, um, but, but evil was the movement. Yeah, exactly. you know? evil was yeah, the movement. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and my early raps sounded a lot like Blueface. Really? You, you, were, not, off, you yo, were offbeat. I you were a, a fucking off, visionary, <laughs> I, dude. I, I was offbeat than a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would just basically land the rhyming word on, this, on the on uh, the the at the end of the bar, and everything else was just running to get to that. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, goddamn. You were so <laughs> ahead of to your... the meat yeah, show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was when um I learned a lot about just the the I guess I call it music theory, like constructing songs, yeah, like counting bars, making beats, and just like that was the proper music education. Where would you record? Uh, in the dorms. Like someone had a setup. My homeboy Tone uh, Tony T Zone. He had um he had a Task Cam four track Ooh. and a SP. 202 yeah so we would like make beats on that shit and, and just... some type of microphone yeah well it was like or no microphone yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a little <laughs> little handheld joint so we would make these tapes and then we would sit out in the, like the little quad area and just blast our our music we would just freestyle over beats or like you know what i'm saying freestyle over our own shit and just sit and play it yo like honestly
0: how awesome is that like time where it's just like there's no consequences to it there's you don't have to answer to anybody you're just like you're just doing it for you.
1: Yeah, like that's exactly. So you get so far away from that when you start to have a career and you start to like actually sell it and you start to get feedback from people. But at that moment, it was just us making stuff to amuse each other. And yep. every now and then, like somebody walked past like, yo, what's that? Or somebody was like, yo, that shit's whack. And you're like, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a comment section that wasn't permanent. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Was, a lot of that shit is just, you're just pushing buttons to see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, And not like on some toxic shit or on some like where you're trying to upset people. You're just literally figuring out who you are in space and, and what you have to say. And if it, even if it's worth saying something, like I have, I have some friends that we used to rock with, they just, they quit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, I'm giving up my dream. It was, that was fun. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. It just, it, it just wasn't their thing. It was, it, was, it was our thing as a crew. Yeah. But like when they're not with the crew, it wasn't like, when they're when they're alone away from us, it wasn't like, man, I gotta work on this song. But right. you know, when when I was away from them, it was like, I gotta work on this song. Yeah. So like in college, I I would um also do poetry. I was doing spoken word. Yep. And we had a uh, I was a part of a group called the Couch Club, and we would do performances. And that was like my first time. That was like my first real experience with performing live. Like the well, when we got to college for the freshman orientation week or whatever. We did get on stage and freestyle. Really? We did do that. Like, that was how we decided, like, oh, this is going to be us. Yo, jumping in the deep end? Yeah, like, me and, me and Ilias man, like, <laughs> they, they like, had, like, a talent portion, like, where you can just get up and do whatever your talent was, you know what I'm saying? And me and him were just, we had just met each other. Yeah. Really. Well, we knew each other because we did have our, we didn't get along in Cincinnati. Okay. We had rival kind of groups. Friends. Yeah. yeah. Joined up. We, we clicked up. He knowing...
0: was with Mark and Casey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And you were like, that was my old crew. Yeah.
1: No <laughs> one we, thought it could happen. It you was guys, like a yeah. bloods and a Crips truce. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, Dang yeah, truce. Yeah. We got on stage and I, I, oh, you squashed it on stage. We squashed it on stage. We walked on stage and we walked across the stage and we locked eyes and we was like, no more beef. man. <laughs> and the crowd erupted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they
0: roared. <laughs> so what, <laughs> what type of shit were you saying like on the on the poetry slams like out on that stage
1: um i had a i had a piece called green for green it was just about um weed? trade recycling oh weed. No. <laughs> no. No, yeah okay. no. <laughs> it was called <laughs> but it was about um it first it talked about spending money for weed and also it, it talked about how money is can also is like time time and money are the same thing the same concept and i'm Am I wasting my time by smoking so much weed, but I'm so dependent on the weed because anxiety, whatever? Like I was I was on some mental health shit. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Again, visionary. Yeah. Visionary, man. Yeah. Blue face the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> hey bitch, welcome to therapy.
0: <laughs> um, also, just because time and place, how many times did you say interplanetary in your poetry?
1: <laughs> At least three mm. Is that At in le- thousands yeah, Or is yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> It was It was three Cause I only had I only had like Three performance poems And one was just uh, Just a uh, Just a rap Yeah It was just me and Elias Rapping on one <laughs> But that was like We were We were acting shit out Like we, yeah. would, we did one On a Borders bookstore Do they have Borders bookstore still No uh- yeah.
0: I don't think they still do. Right. No, I no, I think they closed down actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Barnes. It's like Amazon guys. It's like, you know, but a but a physical space. Yes. But but books are like <laughs> yeah. words
1: that you put on a paper. Right. And you put a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like paper stacked on top of one another. But um so there was one we did at, Bar- at Barnes and Nobles. At Borders yeah. where like we staged a fight, like a staged a, a fight between a girl and a guy, like an argument, and the the whole room was like, What the fuck is happening? And Ilias walked up to the mic and was just like, "Women problem." <laughs> <It> was-
0: <laughs> like, Everybody's like, "Yo!" And they-
1: <laughs> so that was like, I think his mo- uh, his mom was definitely there. I think my mom was there too. But it was just like that thing where they were like, oh, "Okay, cool, you guys are doing performance stuff." Right, I right. Get it, yeah. yeah oh Again, flash mob. Oh yeah, Visionary. yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you were doing everything. Look at all these innovations <laughs> that I brought. What's that? What is that? Uh, oh, brother, my God. Look at what I brought this to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> so at what point do you, do you sort of like think there's a future for me in either poetry or music
1: um, or where they come together? So after me and Elias were kind of the dudes who really took it super serious. Like we really were like, okay, we're going to try to do some shit with this. And... um I mean, like you know, we, the rest of the crew, like we we tried, we we put together like a demo, you know. So we put a proper demo. We were trying to do shit locally. I kind of got tired of being in Greensboro. Yep. I wanted to go back to Ohio, um, and when I got back to Ohio, me and Elias, he came back, and we just kept pushing together. You know what I'm saying? And there was a local, a local guy named Fred, not like Fred Lockett. Okay. And it was, this sounds like some fucking. Five heartbeat shit Fred Lockett <laughs> His label was Lock It Down Records Oh my Amazing. god And we we were recording For Fred So we had like We would go in this, And it was like the, the paid studio Where you like Leave, leave with a cassette tape Yeah Kind of like CDs were wrong It was not at the it was in somebody's basement <laughs> yeah. Was it Fred's? Yeah I think it was Fred's yeah. Uncle's basement Or some shit <laughs> But um
0: Every time he like Every time a, a, a CD Popped out of the computer He's just like Lock it up Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so we, uh, we put together like a couple songs with him, and like Fred didn't like me that much as a rapper. He, he liked Ilias because Ilias was his homeboy. Okay. Ilias was like, nah, but my man Don got, got rhymes too. And Fred was like, whatever, that's your boy, cool. But um he started like noticing the synergy and like how we would put songs together. He's like, okay, I get it now. I get it now. And we did a song called Alexis. We had a song called Alexis about wanting Alexis, mm. the car but we gave it the characteristics of a woman. Mm -hmm. Before Kanye did it. Visionary. (laughs) Look at what I bring to the table. (laughs) And that was, um, we ended up like, that was the song we performed. Yeah. And that was the one where it was just like, that was around the time where I was shaping my identity. Like, can I really do this? Do I really want to do this? So you're back in Cincinnati when you're doing this. Yeah. So all
0: the people who knew you before you left town and you come back and all of a sudden you're a rapper, you're a performer, you're out here and you're saying shit and they're like I remember the kid who like kept his mouth shut. Was that weird for them or were they like oh shit, it was I think it was weirder for me than for them. Okay. Cuz you know
1: like I think that you have this perception of who you are and how people see you. And I knew that nobody knew I was and again like this was before the internet. So nobody knew I was making music. So when I came home making music and people were like so what you been up to, I'm like, oh, you know I'm rapping. They're like what? What, what are you, you're rapping? Rapping what? Gifts? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? At <laughs> <like>, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you know, I make music now and they're just like, I would have never imagined you to make music. I would have never guessed you would have been doing that. You're like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, like, and um, at that point, it sort of became this thing where, you know how, um, like, you gotta like really focus on people that support your vision and your goals. Yeah. Like, inadvertently, I just started like clinging to the people who, Pushed me. So where where's the scene in Cincinnati? Um, the scene. It was the spot called Top Cats. Okay. Top Cats was um this place n- near University of Cincinnati by the college, where the college kids would go kick it, and a bunch of rap shows would happen. <clears throat> they would also host a lot of the concerts. So you have Bogart's, the the larger indie venue, and then you have Top Cats down the street. And say, um, Little Brother performed at Top Cats. Okay. When they first came with the hopes of performing at Bogarts, you know gotcha. what I'm saying like it yeah. was that was the farm system, yeah, yeah. Top Cats, Topcats, Bogarts, boom, but we would we would kind of hang out around topcats, and being that we didn't cut our teeth around the city, we cut our teeth in North Carolina we, when we came back, you know like with, with fully formed demos and like making music, they were just like, nah, Aww. they, they fronted on us a little bit, Damn. you know what I'm saying, Like, but it was one of those things where that was the job. Like, you wanted to be, you wanted to hit that Top cast stage. You wanted to get respect in that room. So it was just about fighting to be in that room. Like, and then how do you convince them to actually get on stage? Well, it's just like, you know, you just kick it around the scene. You work with other musicians, you hang out, you like, you know, you talk to people. And it's, it's it's a smaller scene, but it, it makes it in some ways more frustrating, but also more singular. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know who you have to wow, who you got to impress, what, what you got to do order, in order to get on that stage. Hey there.
0: It's me. It's Jeff.
1: Oh, are you Are you talking to me
0: sitting here the only one in this apartment or, or is that to the greater like audience? Eric, in case you forgot. <laughs> My name is Jeff. I'm the tall one with glasses. Yeah, explain. And I just wanted to let you guys know what? out there. Oh, okay. I wanted to let you know right in front of me <laughs> that we've got stuff for sale on our website. Like what? Well, we've got t-shirts. We've got sweatshirts. We've got children. What? We're yeah. sa- yeah, go to itsthereal.com. Th- for human trafficking? Yeah, <laughs> go to itsthereal.com slash shop. Go pick up a kid today. Oh, my God. Always oh, for tots. Tots for toys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, itsthereal.com slash shop. Mm-hmm. We have uh, t-shirts that you'll enjoy. Yep. We have sweatshirts you'll enjoy. We've got seven-year-olds. <laughs> We've got 12-year-olds. <laughs> and children. Mm-hmm. They're all from Slovenia. This is, the, <laughs> this, is the, this is the season of giving, mm-hmm. so we want to give you... A, a special deal on, <laughs> yeah, if if you found uh, children to be too expensive before, <laughs> it's com slash shop. Yeah. And now back to Don Will. Well, who had made it out of Cincinnati by that point that you were like, you want to know what, like, this is, there is, you don't have to be in New York. You don't have to be in Atlanta. You don't have to be in LA or Chicago. Like, if I'm I'm in Cincinnati, I can get out of here. How do you do that?
1: It was it was high tech was the one. High yeah. tech was the one who broke big. But before him, uh, adjacent. I won't even say before adjacent to him were like mood and five Ds. Like there were their local crews. The mood might have been slightly bigger than five Ds on like a national level because of the Jay Delivery remix. Yeah, and because of Talib Kweli's affiliation. Yep. But, but um, you
0: weren't looking at like Cleveland and being like, well, that's an analog. Yeah, does that no. seem like real far away?
1: Cleveland's like yeah, it's like five hours away. But yeah. like
0: but like like again, worlds away. You're it's, just like bone thugs? Like that's that's not even like
1: Right. And like again, like that was so the style of music, the bone thugs, like I was just like, I don't even make that kind of shit. Like, I don't know I don't know what's happening on that album. You know what I'm saying? Like it's dope, but I don't know how they're doing that. I'm not doing that. This is what I do. My shit is like right. some you, New you York were, New you. York stomp shit yeah, like what yeah, were we doing yeah, yeah, we yeah. should not
0: have to be very LA or Oakland yeah, but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so like um um when we were putting stuff together with uh, lock it down a lot of the stuff that he wanted us to rap over was like very um 8 ball and MJG if you will mm-hmm. and again while it just it, it just wasn't my aesthetic like I started out listening to a lot of that shit but when I started making music like when I started physically making my own stuff like putting together beats. That was what I understood how to make. I didn't understand how to make like chords and synths and like, like vibe, like that shit. I knew how to make sample beats. So that became my aesthetic. And once you have an aesthetic in mind, like I I was very singularly focused with what I was doing and how I was doing it musically. And it just became this thing where um, Top Cats was the place where that sort of music flew. And what was your first performance there like? So, our first performance there was like the right before I moved, right before I left. You know, you see you made it, and you're just yeah. like, <laughs> "Fuck off." Well, yeah. It was it was just one of those things. Like I I can't stay in one place. I, I couldn't stay in one place for too long. It was yeah. like I, I had to bounce around. And I don't really know, not to have a therapy moment. I don't know what that says to my personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, but let's like let's really
0: like unlock that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> unlock that.
1: <laughs> unlock it down. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the performance at Top Cats. It felt like a homecoming of sorts because there were a lot of people in the room that were just like, finally. Yeah. But there were also people in the room that were like, let's see what these motherfuckers going to do. Let's see what they got. And we got up there and we, it was good. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like Eminem and 8 Mile where, you know, like, I'm going to go back to work at the tire plant. Right. It was just like. (laughs) It was like, well, I've done everything I can do in the city. Yeah. So, well, not even that. It was just, I had goals that were different than the city i didn't really see the city as everything you know like uh in some ways like some ways it, it, it's better to it's better to build your following locally in a lot of ways it's better to build your following locally we just so happened to be um fast forwarding a little bit when i hooked up with Vaughn, mm-hmm. we just so happened to be online so there was already this national thing like we kind of had like a we were early internet people, so we Visionary. had, like, yeah, yeah. Let's do it, I man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we already had like this focus on like how to spread our music nationally. You know, like like the thing where people get the DJ Clue tapes and they take them around to their colleges. So like, you, you come home from you come home from spring break with DJ Clues tape? Yeah, and you take it to whatever school you're at um, across the United States. We didn't do that. We were just online. You know what I'm saying? We were like putting our music out and putting on message boards. And whoever's in whoever, whoever's in whatever city is just like, oh, this shit's dope. It's just dope. So well not to like I fast forward it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: And maybe like, you know, maybe we do go with that, but like when when one of your early fans is Questlove, like what does that mean to you? And 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 how much are you like when you first see that,
1: how do you internal like how do you accept that? It was I mean honestly to the to this day it's still kind of weird. I'm still like you fucking Love, <laughs> Like and like we we have like a rapport and a relationship and yeah. even so okay player was such like a a such like a community. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sometimes the words escape. <laughs> it was such a community that like we had a relationship before music. Like we didn't we didn't know each other. Know each other but like we had a message board relationship and like he would reach out to his he would reach out to people on the message board and like at one point I was painting shoes and like designing sneakers, like painting on white sneakers and shit. He hit me up like, yo, could you make me a pair? And I was like, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, no, what? they're not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing for real. I'm just trying to figure it out. Oh man. And I should have just been like, yeah, I'll make you a pair. Yeah. But it was just that thing of like, oh shit, he's paying attention. What the fuck? Cause you, you it's like an ant farm. You don't think that the person like, who runs the ant farm is like, <laughs> watching a specific ant. And I was like, fuck. But, um, when, it came, when he like became a fan of the music, at that point, it was like, oh, we're on We got something. We, we got to figure out how to like, like, capture this in a bottle. And was he just like, oh, I remember guy. you? Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't think he, he might not. He, he has a photographic remember. He remembers yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. He's never brought it up again. Yeah. <laughs> and if he hears this, he might.
0: <laughs> when you perform in Cincinnati but are ready to leave, where are you
1: going? That was when I was like, I'm going to either go to Chicago, D.C. or New York. Right. And there was a part of me that wanted to go to Chicago to like further for more art school. I was looking at like, like um, the Chicago Institute of Art. Yep. And there was a part of me that just wanted to go get a job. And the, the get a job part took over. And what job was that? I ended up being a teacher in Washington, D.C. Okay. What were you teaching? Art.
0: Art at a charter school so you don't need a degree in education to get that job.
1: No, it was, it, and I was, a, I was an artist. I was like, I had an art degree, so yeah. like, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, it was a charter school, and I was the, I was the administrative assistant when I wasn't teaching, because they made you do a bunch of shit. So <laughs> at one point, when I got there, the principal took a leave of absence, and it's just me and the principal <laughs> in the office. So I was basically dumped in the middle of the school, and like I had to like kind of like run the school. <laughs> Holy shit. It was it was a very stressful job. I bet. Yeah, it was very stressful. And then like at lunch breaks, I would teach. So I would work and I would teach through lunch and then I would go back to work. And then they just required a lot. So I I worked there for maybe half a school year before I found another job and quit.
0: Uh did you like DC? No. Okay. No. Well how I come? Didn't,
1: I didn't like DC because I didn't um I moved there partially for a job and partially for a woman. Mm-hmm. And my experience in d c was basically just kind of hanging out with her and hanging out with her family and while they're cool and they're wonderful people and you know they're they're great people it was just i didn't have i didn't have much of an experience there outside of going to the mall and buying sneakers and so you left yes yeah. uh, my my goal was always to get to New York. did you know anyone in new york Vaughn like everybody was up here yeah, so like a, a lot of the people that i that I held fort with online like a lot of my friends and a lot of my um uh what's the word I'm looking for here? uh friends <laughs> people that you do music with Collaborators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of my collaborators were in New York, yeah, mm. so it was that thing where you know, I just knew that if I can get up here, I had a creative community to work with, and, and so, these are
0: all like online friendships that you've made, yeah, but like, you had never met them in person,
1: um no, I had met them in person. okay, I but gotcha. like, okay, player would have these things called reunions, okay, but re and uh, re in parentheses yeah because, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, uh so I had met a bunch of people from okay player already so they I I knew them where face were to these face. like meetups we had they would tra- they would travel to different cities we did one in Chicago one in Detroit one in Atlanta one in LA one in New York That's I missed dope. the New York one um yeah like and it was it was just like this this underground network of people who anytime I would my family would meet them I would be like I know them from college yeah Cause you are not. Right, supposed- you didn't want to be like. Yeah, you're just, yeah. I that met was not. The well,
0: because it was a different time too. Yeah. So people were just like a little wary of meeting people off the internet. Yo, you guys were Brockhampton before fucking Brockhampton. I was gonna get into this. <laughs> tell me, tell me more about Brock Hampton. Hey, well, they're a group, <laughs> and they met on a message board. Yeah, yeah. Visionary. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Let's I'm go. I'm saying. I'm saying. But you, but you move up here and. What do you know about New York and and its pace and its like
1: attitude and sidebar? The first performance me and Ilias did in Cincinnati was not at Top Cats.
0: Damn, that Fact was. Checking. I know. <laughs> I, I
1: had to go. I had to go back into the memory bank. It was um, at a bar downtown Cincinnati. Ilias came out with his chest painted <laughs> as what with six 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 on his chest. Oh. It was like some shock value shit. Wait, did you know he was going to do that, <laughs> or did he just do it? No, it like, was that, that, that wasn't the first performance. That was like one of the last. Like, oh, okay. When we, when we had like a name in the city, yeah. It was when he was, we were pulling stunts. Yeah. <laughs> we also did a show opening for Three Six Mafia at one point.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wait, was that the show that he painted his chest with six six six? No. It, <was,
1: laughs> it should have been. Yeah. Right? yeah. You th- you would think he part of the a, mafia. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, some of these memories are kind of jumbled because they were so so long ago. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but yeah um no it's a lot of or, green for green i get yeah. you yeah yeah or is it one of those
0: things where you just lie and we have to pick out what's true <laughs> and what's not listen
1: i came here to be the takashi yeah you know what i'm saying this is gonna be the hottest interview
0: <laughs> as long as you don't end up in
1: jail afterwards I know. <laughs> then, we're, then we're
0: fine so when you come to new york what do you know what do you like want to get into what do you expect
1: i didn't know much I just knew what Vaughn showed me. Like yeah. Vaughn was like my tour guide. Shout out to so Von P. The homie out there in the mountains, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's he's a man of mystery now. <laughs> but um when I got here, I stayed with my friend in Queens. Okay. My homeboy George. He he let me crash on his floor. What part of Queens? Um
0: like deep in Queens or
1: It's like by the airport. Okay. Oh, so that's deep. That's yeah. deep. Yeah. 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 But I, I I crashed on this floor and I would like wake up every day and go look for jobs and go look for apartments. And within a month I found a job in an apartment. What was the and job? The first job I had here was um I was a data <laughs> there was there's a woman named um Wendy Diamond, I think okay, she, she's a like a pet specialist, pet <laughs> expert, and she wanted somebody to do data archival for her, and you're like, I worked at
0: the zoo. <laughs> Listen, I worked
1: at the zoo. Yeah. I gotta pay some rent yeah. what, what do you need? Yeah, so she basically wanted me to like go sort out her hard drives and like scan photos and shit. And it, it paid like a thousand dollars or something. Something that's a lot of fucking money, yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> especially when you don't have anything, yeah. And um, she tried to stiff me. This, it was actually on the Upper West Side. Maybe Damn. this is why I never <laughs> come up here.
0: Well, I do want to just say Wendy. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yo, I halfway expected, her <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it, it was. Um, <laughs> so I did that for about a, 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 like a week. And, and I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this anymore. It, it was a really tense kind of work environment because she didn't think I was doing what I was. I was trying to set up a system for her. Mm-hmm. She didn't think I was doing it or doing it adequately enough. So she was like, uh, you gotta. You have like another week to figure this out and whatever. Yeah. Long story short, she tried to stiff me. I got my money, though. Nice. And then I ended up doing, I ended up as a temp at HBO.
0: Okay. So... What were your duties at HBO?
1: So at HBO, they they have in house temps. Okay. And you just you 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 apply to be a temp. You have to apply at HBO to be one of their in house temps. I guess because they work with sensitive stuff like like NDA level shit. Sure. Um, well, depending on
0: where you are, I mean, you could have yeah. been in like food services, and it's not like they have to sign NDAs. Yeah. You never know; it might yeah.
1: be Matthew McConaughey and the head of HBO signing a deal yeah. as they pay for their lunch. Yeah, right. You never know, man. Yeah, you sign that receipt. You could be signing a, a multi-million dollar deal. I don't know. I worked at HBO too. Yeah. I didn't oh, have to sign an NDA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I think the the last page on my application was an NDA. No. Whoa! Oh. But
0: um. Well, what secrets can you tell us about HBO? None. No, no. The, the flan is three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so but, you had to go to Bryant Park and you would, you know, 42nd and 6th and go up there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was, I, it was a cool job. It was cool for a little, it was cool for the time that it was cool. And it had, you know, my mom was like, what are you doing? I'm working at HBO. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It, it got actually, her off yeah, by yeah, for yeah, a exactly. while. Cause you know, she, um, was very worried. Like I don't, cause I had that teaching job and I quit and I had a different job and I quit Yeah, and I moved to New York and it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it, it held me down for a little while until um we started going on tour.
0: So okay so you're recording
1: part of the reason why we attempt, so I why I attempt so I can like have the flexibility to go on tour.
0: Yeah, you're recording music, you're feeling good about it, and now you actually have gigs around where. Yeah.
1: At that point at that point we had released um the album Moonlighting. Yep. Our first album was out. And we hadn't been on a tour yet, but we were like, you know, we were just like Figuring shit out. We did a show in New York. Our first show was this thing at this thing called Fresh Produce. Mm-hmm. The the guys who throw um the Macosa party. Yep, it was their event. It was one of their inaugural events, and you know like it was we made a splash. You know what I'm saying? Like and people were people were fucking with it. So we were trying to figure out how to like okay how do we make it a bigger thing? And I'm trying to remember if the first tour was before or after Brooklyn Addy. Like my memory is usually Vaughn is the the yeah. Wikipedia to me. Yeah. But um somewhere around the time of Brooklyn Attic, we went on our first tour. It was the new royalty tour. That was not the worst tour, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was like it was the tour where we, we got in the van and when they closed the door for like they they put the luggage in the back, closed the door, and like the van started pulling off, and I'm looking at my homeboy <laughs> whose house we were staying at, he's just in the distance waving. <laughs> and I'm just like what have I done? Like, I think my life is falling apart. Yeah, But no, it's it's, it's fine, it's fine. Because it, was, it wasn't like, when you think of your first tour as an artist, you think about like, you think of a different van. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think of a different van and you, you think, think of, of a bus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And when that van was, that van was, it was like us and two other uh, acts. You know, we did a couple shows and what a few of those shows were just, Nobody was there. Oh. Or they were in like like cities where why are we even here? Who set these dates up? The our our label project manager. You know, I can't I can't fault him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. But it was one of those things where he was just like, I found this group, you guys can go on tour with them, they're dope, you guys will have a good time, you know, like you guys will sell a lot of merch and the money will come from merch. And when we got out there it was like, wait, there's nobody buying shit. There's nobody here to buy shit. So I feel like we got to Chicago. When we ended up in Chicago, we stayed at my uncle's house. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not. y'all can go. I'm not going any, any further. I don't want to keep going. On the, on the tour. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to keep going. And he was, uh, I'm, I'm mixing stuff. I'm mixing up the timeline. But it's still a compelling story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I remember the, the tour, or we had our tour manager with us, George, the guy, who floor, the guy whose floor I was standing on. He was just like, I don't think that's a smart idea. I was like, dude, I'm not going. I was like, I'll do, I'll do the shows that we were that we booked because we came together as a unit and booked the shows. Mm -hmm. So we booked some shows. Another act booked some shows. Another act booked some shows. We did the shows that we booked. Um, And from at that point forward, we rented our own shit, booked the shows we we were supposed to do. Hope they didn't show up, and they didn't show up. Like I remember, Denver was the show where we were like, oh man, they might come to this show. The other group? Yeah. <laughs> the people that were on the flyer to come to the show. Yeah. That were advertised. We were like, oh man, they might come to this show. And <laughs> their van broke down like like a, a city away from Denver. And you were so happy. Yeah. Man, listen. <laughs> we were doing cartwheels on stage.
0: You're like, shout out to my elementary school friend <laughs> Jesus, you know? Yeah.
1: But so we made it, we ended up making it all the way across the country. We went from Boston to San Francisco. Wow. And cause the label we were assigned to was from San Francisco. And we sat out there and just kind of like stayed for a month and just, you know, did some team building shit. You know what I'm saying? Talked to the label, talked about the next project, talked about our experience on tour, and tried to figure out how to make the next thing better. Um, The tour after that we went on was with Souls of Mischief. Wow. And that was, it was a step up. It was a huge step up. Mm -hmm, You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, uh, There were people in the audience. Every show. Sold some merch. We sold a lot of merch. Yep. I mean, it was one of those things where we... um, we didn't get a lot of money to do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We basically made our money on merch. And that was where I learned a lot about just the hustle. Yeah. Like fucking around with Tajay and like all of those cats. Like watching them move. It was it was pretty astounding. So
0: what's what, what was the most important thing that you realized as a touring artist at that time?
1: Basically, you wanna try to in order to build your base in each city, you have to figure out a way to retain the people. So you got to, like, get emails and all that shit. So we, were ha- we would have, like, an email list. And to this day, we have an email list of, like... The email list is so big that I can't afford to to send out emails unless we have a project. Wow. Because you had to subscribe to yeah, it. It's yeah, huge. yeah, yeah. But um, it was just, like, how do you grow an audience and you how do you get the organic listeners? And it's just, just hand-to-hand, face-to-face. You at the merch booth, you had to be in that merch booth after every show, period. There's no, like... I'm gonna go to the green room and relax. Nope. The merch booth was more important than the show in a lot of ways. The show was advertising the merch booth. Yeah. And um the other thing that I learned was from Tajay, like I remember asking him, like, yo, man, do you ever get tired of doing 93 till Infinity? He mm-hmm. was like, nah. Yeah. And I was like, really? Like, not not like I'm dissing the song, no, but I'm of like, course. you tour constantly. You do that song every night. He was like, man, that's the reason why everybody in this room is here. Yeah. Like, I would be disrespecting them by not being excited to do my hit. For sure, like that, and it, like we got other records that we might like more, or other records that we feel are like more important. But that's the one that brought them uh. to us. Why would I, you know, yeah. what I'm saying like nah, the reaction man. when they play that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the worst tour we ever went on, uh, it was like a couple years ago. We had a show that was in a restaurant. It was just like a, a restaurant, and literally no one was there. <laughs> the staff was there, maybe a couple dining was there, and. You know, we we ate some pizza, waiting for people to show up and they're like, okay, it's time to go. And I'm like, nobody's here. <laughs> and like, it was time to go. So, you know, the the opener performs and then we perform and I told them, I was like, Von <laughs> there's a lot of me saying, I'm not doing this. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not doing a real show. So we just I just I DJ, like I play some music and we freestyle and have fun. And we got paid, I made five dollars. We made five dollars. $5. I took that $5 bill and I wrote on it. This is not my worth. This is not what I deserve. And I kept it in my wallet and I just it's just like I keep it as a reminder, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. sometimes you now sometimes I clean out my wallet and I'm like, "Oh shit, I remember this show. and Like it's, it's like a little memento to myself that you know like whatever you want to be and whatever you want to do if you decide, like if you just sit and like sit in your thoughts and like, "Okay, this is what I am." Like that's that's what it is. It's just yeah deciding is the most important thing of anything so no matter what it is if you're sick of something if you're trying to like make a make a career for yourself if you can't pick but movie to watch on netflix it's literally just saying that's what i'm gonna do and sitting in it and like you know even if it's the worst decision of your life you learn something from it so now we've done several horrible shows (laughs) and i don't want my career to be defined by doing horrible shows but i feel like i learned more from those shows than from the great shows. It's sort of like when you when you like working on material for comedy shit like you you learn more from bombing. Oh my god. than you do from actually like net, like having a crowd that's just, "Yeah, we love you."
0: A couple of south by southwests ago, we were flown down there by Atlantic Records to host their big their big showcase and, you know, it's it Gucci, was and artist, Meek and yeah. Cardi and, you know, uh, Ty Dolla $ign and everybody. And so we go down there and our experience was Going out in between a million artists and shouting out all these brands and, you know, hyping, <laughs> hyping everyone up. And it's hot out there. We're starving. The crowd is not happy. And, and when, there were about, again, like 15 acts. And so we're out there every three minutes being like, by the way, like Monster Energy Drink. like you Yeah, know, shout out to New Era Hats. and And eventually, you know, when Gucci's late or Meek's late and we have to, like, you know, expand our time mm-hmm. on stage... And the DJ is nowhere to be found. We're having a horrible time on stage. We're like, who wants water? And then we look to the side of the stage. There's one bottle left. And we're like, God damn it, right? So you get that yeah. one bottle and you sort of like throw it out into 4,000 people. People are booing, right? People are not happy with us. They're not happy with the situation. They're not happy because Meek's late or Gucci's late or whoever. And then a year later, all these people are just like, I was at the show and you guys were awesome. And I was cheering for you. It's like, I were you? And, you know, it's a lot of like sort of.
1: Yeah, like I've if, revisionist if, history. In a lot of in a lot of ways, your perceive, your perception of an experience isn't always the experience. That's true too. So like like what what you what you see is just what you see. Like there have been times we we bombed, we uh bomb. We got booed opening for Drake once. We got booed um the first time I performed at A&T. not the first, one of the times I performed at AT got booed, viciously booed. Um, Visionary, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been booed a million times, but you know, it's it's not about. That was the worst show ever, man. I, I you know, what I'm saying like, you you sit in that for a minute and then you push through it, yeah. or you don't. Like, but if you don't, it's still just deciding. Like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop now. Yeah, or I'm gonna keep going. But I don't really, I don't think I've had a moment where like, i like like, where I've been like, I'm gonna stop now. Mm. You know, so. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing shit. I got a lot of stuff that I still want to do that I'm going to do. Yeah. I
0: think that that's like the most important thing that you've said throughout all of this. Not to like distill your life down to it, but it's just like I think that, that a lot of people out there are going to be like, I really appreciate that. That you're just like, you know, this is there. There are struggles and you just push through them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, because, you know, like, not to make it too personal, but getting out of bed every day sometimes is just like, I don't want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, not like on some suicidal shit, but just no. on some like, I just want to lay here and let the day end and then uh, we will try again tomorrow. But it's you have to brush your teeth, put on your clothes, go outside, do whatever you gotta do. And you know, like for me, just being able to put one foot of one foot in front of the other every day and like deal with whatever's going on in my mind and like push out a, a tweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, like see you guys, oh, that's funny. That means like it honestly means something to me. And it might not mean anything to anybody else, but the fact that, you know, like you have the things that help you make it through the day. Because everybody's day is hard. You never know what anybody is going through. But you just have to make sure that um, you're not letting you're not letting your world fall apart.
0: Yeah. It's hard to know your worth a lot of the time. Yeah. And I bet it's very helpful to have something in your wallet that can remind you of that. So Yeah, definitely. That's
1: super dope. So yeah, everybody keep something in your wallet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, also, we are very judicious with our likes. So just know, like, you know, when we do give you a like... It's a lot of thoughts. It's behind very meaningful. Well, yeah. Which
1: one? Which one is on the account? Who's running? Is it? Or is it like it's share? both of us. It's both of us. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. It used
0: to be just me, but then like you know. Yeah. I I let Eric have the password. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk 2009. Tanya Morgan is the group. That's you. That's Von P. That's Ilias. And and you guys put out your second album. Did you feel like at at that point you had found your sound?
1: At that period in time, at that point, we definitely have found our sound. We yeah. Had, we had figured out what exactly we had honed our thing. I'm talking about Brooke, the Brooklyn Addy era. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and what was that thing? It was coastless. It was I, I would I would I would call it like like it didn't like have a it didn't have an East Coast or a West Coast feel. It definitely didn't have like a South feel. It just sounded like the internet. And I mean I don't know how to put it in a different way. You know like because a lot of our sample sources and a lot of like the stuff we would do was just influenced by so many different. Like, uh, things was that difficult to like sell to people because, like, people are dumb
0: <laughs> and people, <laughs> you know, like, and, and people want to like dumb things down and say, like, well, like, but, 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 what, what, what is it? Is it this meets this? I mean, did you have it, to like really,
1: yeah, it was very hard, like, go to the
0: ends of the earth to describe, like, what you're, you're just like, I, I don't know, it's what
1: we do. The name was a barrier to entry for a lot of people and it still is. It's one of those things where like, because uh, <laughs> they expect a, a woman to show up and yeah, sing or something. Like yeah. 80s hits. Yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, like, it's music, artists have to tell a story with their names and with their presence and like, a lot of times when people, when you have to distill the name in seconds, you can't really give the whole story. Like, if somebody's like, well, why is the name Tanya Morgan? That's oh, a nonsense name. That's no story. That's just saying like, Oh, the interest that I did have in this thing, it's gone now because you don't have a story with it. Right. But if I had time to like explain to you that it was supposed to be an inside joke and we pressed up these records and we didn't want anybody to know we were a rap group and we were gonna do one album and you know what I'm saying, we were gonna walk away, it makes it a little bit more rich. Yeah. A little fuller. But like it I think that it's a barrier to entry in a good way and that some people like the people that just write it off, like cool. Don't be a don't. You're not an inquisitive person. You're not adventurous. It's cool. Fine. You don't like ketchup or mustard. It's cool. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like I, I would have probably written off Tanya Morgan in my, if, if it was if it was mustard or yeah. if it was a food, but um, for the people that do venture in, it's it's like a world. You discover a galaxy. Like it's almost like Odd future visionary. visionary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so who are some of the the um the bigger names besides Questlove that, like, take an interest in you guys that you're just like, wow, really? Like, this person really, like, messes with us? Um, 88 Keys. Yeah. Huge. Shout out to 88.
1: a d s that's my guy. Yeah.
0: Exhibit. Wow. That's dope. Exhibit. How did you find out that the Exhibit liked you?
1: It was through our publicist at the time. She was just like, "Yo, I can get you a drop from Exhibit. I was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Like, a, a, why, and B, how? She was like, well, he's a fan. Like, but when you think about the the fact that Exhibit was with Mad Lib early on, like, it makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? like, um, High Tech, Talib Kweli. Yeah. Um, and did that mean a lot that High Tech really fucked with you? Through? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it, 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 it gets, I think it's that full circle thing where, you know, like, we didn't, I have this strange relationship to Cincinnati and being there doing music, because I don't really, when I go there, I, I'm just a person in Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? I don't really go there and like, I got a DJ gig, I'm... Blah, I'll just go and hang out with my mom or whatever, and then I do my art other places. But it's a, it has a lot to do with the fact that I feel like nobody, like it's this is therapy for me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like nobody really knows me as an artist there, and they do now. You know what I'm saying? Like now they know me as what I am. But it's just like a carryover from back when I was just trying to get on that Top Cat stage. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard to get on that stage. Like I'll just go get on a different stage, hmm. and it's not like some fuck you, it's some, I'm going to show you. And then when I come back, I'll get on that stage and then Top Cats is gone. You're like, well, there's nowhere to even perform
0: now. Yeah. You know, we had Chromio on the podcast and they talked about how like, they do well in all these cities throughout America and, and the world. But when it comes back home to Montreal, like, it bothers them if they don't get, like, a good placement in the newspaper or if their fans don't come out to support like they do, you know, in New York or Los Angeles or something like that. And you know their publicist is just like, why? Why do you care so much about this small paper in Montreal? And they're just like, I need to make a splash at home.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it matters because it's in your backyard. You know what I'm saying? Like the other thing that, that about Cincinnati that kind of scares me a little bit in a way is that it's family and friends. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that come out to see you, they're not they're not just a a a, a fan. It's people who know you, know you from birth, or know you from high school, or know you from whatever, and if what you're doing isn't impressive, or if what you're doing isn't like worth their time, you feel like you let down your entire childhood. you mm. know what I'm saying? You feel like you let down everybody involved in your upbringing, so Cincinnati's like one of those cities where we've only done i want to say two or three shows in Cincinnati. One show was we did scribble jam, which was a which was a big festival, and we were on like the cover of the paper, yeah, so that was just kind of like. Thank you. Yeah. That was like a moment. And then, you know what I'm saying, like like after that we did a show and the turnout was kind of light and it just felt like damn. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to I don't I don't like this feeling at all. I right. don't, don't want to come back and do anything unless it's unless they fucking got my name on the marquee. Yeah.
0: Um this is a, a a sort of separate thing, but um remember in 2006 when Philant Johnson was shot in Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Like Ti's best friend. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what did that? Where were you when you found out about that? And also, like, did that affect you being like, well, that's what people know my town for now.
1: Well, um, so I used to work at that bar. Oh. I, I, I bartended at that bar, and I, I quit. I I I had moved right before that happened, I think, or like right after. It was uh, at any rate, I wasn't working at that bar yeah. when it happened. But I just remember. That's Cincinnati man, and like I'm not even trying to like you know what I'm saying like like size up Cincinnati or like say Cincinnati' is like a like super rough area, but since like like they don't they don't fuck around I think <laughs> and yeah. it's it's one of those things where it you know I didn't really um it was a, it was like a black eye for the city in a way, but it also was one of those things where it's just Cincinnati man like motherfuckers are are hungry out there and and if you if, if you look like food in a certain way, they'll come for you. So, do you
0: feel um, fortunate to have made it out? I won't, not
1: really. I mean, mainly because my experience was different. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't from like the. I'm not from like,
0: yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah, down bottom, Yeah, right. yeah, 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 not yeah. from yeah. over the run. You know, right. being like
1: yeah. OTR, like like. Uh, cert- there are certain neighborhoods in Cincinnati where you know you definitely feel fortunate if you made it out. Yeah, like my neighborhood it was like a neighborhood where. You can stay. It's fine. Yeah. You can stay. Yeah. Um. But I feel fortunate that I chased my dream. I feel for- fortunate that I really took some time to like reflect on myself and see what I wanted to do with my life. And I was young, you know. what I'm saying it wasn't like a, and it wasn't like a a thing where I was like six years old, like I'm gonna be a rapper one day. I'm gonna be a musician. It was just late in life, in my twenties. Like, man, I'm I'm gonna just drop some music. I'm gonna do this shit, and it worked. You know what I'm saying? Like.
0: Yeah, and I think what's really cool about you is that like not only have you done the group stuff, you have your solo stuff. We know you DJ, and you do comedy as well, and you know we're big fans of your Twitter. Okay. <laughs> no, it's great. It really is, and and not just us. There's a lot of people out there, um, but it's, it's now in vogue to do a whole bunch of things, but there's a time maybe five, six, seven years ago where people were just like, you should really concentrate on one thing, Was it guts or was it just necessity or what made you want to do four different things instead of just like, I'm always going to be this one thing that you know me for?
1: It was evolution, adaptation. It was, you know, like um, DJing came about mainly because it was just how can I, what can I do to, to, I don't want to say make money, you know what I'm saying? But what can I do to like like be around music still and and not like not in a passive way but in a way like i'm i'm like contributing to the scene or contributing like adding value and it was one of those things where i didn't um i didn't even tell people i was djing for a while i just kind of figured it out and got my got my hands on the records and shit and like figured out how to blend and figured out how to mix and then i started being like okay i dj i was hesitant to call myself a dj for a while the same with even comedy like i was just hesitant because i understand there are people who this is their life's calling. This is what they've been working hard to do. And once you get to a point where you've done something enough and you have enough like credibility in it, you can claim it. But DJing definitely came from just trying to figure out how to stay involved in music. Um, and then when Vaughn moved and I was kind of here, I'm like, okay, well, I got to figure out... I just got to figure out how to stay around.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you had the relationships with... With, you know, this community, which is not just, I mean, it's a creative community. It's not just music. Yeah. So it's it's not crazy that you would link up with people who were, for instance, in comedy. So when did you meet Wyatt Cenac?
1: So Wyatt was, uh, I met Wyatt at one of our album release parties. Ilias invited him because him and Ilias were working on something. Ilias, being Ilias, was like, "Hey, Don, uh, meet Wyatt. He lives here. You guys should hang out. I'll be back." And he never came back. (laughs) Like he just vanished for three days. And uh, me and Wyatt just kind of like we met each other and like we would see each other in passing a lot. Like we exchanged numbers and like it was. um, I had a blog called MC Day Job where I would just kind of like blog, put up pictures. I had a chat room and shit. And for a while, it had a a huge following.
0: You were, you were. Trying
1: to out okay player, okay player. I was trying to make my own okay yeah, player. Yeah. <laughs> so Wyatt would read my blog, and sometimes he would just email me or like leave comments and be like, "Yo, you should write about this." Like, like jokey shit. And yeah. we, we just built a rapport that way, and then we just started hanging out, and it just we're just friends. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. were friends. We had been friends for a while, and when he started, um, he had he was doing a a comedy show called Night Train, like a live show, and he was like, "Yo, you should come DJ this thing." Yeah. And I was just like. That makes sense because it's not like the pressure of of rocking a party, it's it's a good place to practice too. Uh, but at that time, I I'd been DJing enough to to like I was saying I was DJing at that time. But yeah. it was also like a good steady gig to do. You had Serato. Yeah, yeah, I, did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had Serato. I had, I had Serato on a little controller. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: So so what was that environment like for you?
1: It was. Was it a warm room? It was always a warm room. Yeah, and even when the room was cold, it was cold but like they were listening yeah it wasn't cold with like they weren't like angry they were just kind of like well what's gonna happen now
0: is there is there a a certain aspect to your djing that sets you apart from other guys who can like get behind you know two turntables
1: i like to play a lot of um tanya morgan <laughs> yeah, you, know. you know what time it is. Know, yeah. That's basically all I do is play Tanya yeah, Morgan. Yeah. I play Tanya Morgan and our samples. It's like how 21 Savage
0: said, uh, you know, 2019, I'm only wearing my own brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. But yeah,
1: like, I'm, I mean, I think that the thing that sets me apart is like me and I, I DJ with Mecca a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we, we like to kind of like distill songs so you won't, it's not just the song you're hearing. You hear like the samples. We'll play like skits damn near. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like internet interludes and shit. Yeah. And we mash it all up and make it into like it, it's it doesn't detract from the the atmosphere of the party it kind of adds to it
0: that's dope and so now you do this live show with Wyatt where you guys sit there and do like so mystery w- science theater three thousand ish commentary
1: right so it's called but shouting it, at the screen yeah but
0: over like black exploitation movies
1: we show only black exploitation movies so people asking for belly and asking for boys in the hood it won't happen right Mm -hmm. maybe a special edition but it won't be like shouting the screen um and we play drinking games and we also just do running commentary it'll be us and other comedians well what's
0: like a drinking game that you would play
1: like one, the staple drinking game is drink for um the dead like in every movie like a a signature character dies like a big character right Mm. so we drink for the dead and we sing it's so hard (laughs) (laughs) to say goodbye and
0: has that <laughs> has that opened your eyes to number one the art of black exploitation films and two, comedy?
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot about there's a lot of black exploitation that I just didn't know existed. Like you know you know the you know Shaft you know Foxy Brown you yep. know Coffee, but there are a lot of little movies like the thing with two heads that you probably have never seen and never heard of. And when you see it, it you understand why as a genre it it meant so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying because it was just like. It was just like us, people like making shit just to be seen or making shit just because they they felt like it wasn't being made yeah, and they weren't being represented. So it felt, I don't know, like it feels when I see some of those movies, I have a sense of pride. And when we tell jokes about them, it's not, you know, we're not roasting them in in like a a, a way where we're like making fun of them. We're like- Right. It comes from a place like where- Of of love, love, of reverence. Yeah. 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 But I, I learned I, I learned a lot about comedy. Basically, I learned about um, just timing, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and and just the um, like listening to the crowd and like knowing when to respond, knowing when not to respond, yeah. knowing when to like give them time to process some shit.
0: And what's your favorite thing about being partners with with someone who is so talented in in an act
1: The brotherhood, like it, it just feels like it's just hanging out with the homie. You know what yeah. I'm saying, like. And I I do uh, music consulting on his TV show too. And yep. we do I'll do a bunch of stuff with him. And it never feels like it never feels like work. It feels like I'm I'm making a thing with a with with just a friend. You yeah. Know if
0: if he wanted to sleep over at your place for a year, he could. Yeah, yeah, like yeah my mom yeah. would be totally into yeah, yeah. it. To yeah. it you, know <laughs> there, you know what I'm
1: saying? He could stash his gun there. That's that's
0: <laughs> so so if you look back at the Don Will who was in this huge family in the Midwest who just had like dreams but was very quiet you look back at him you know now do you see the same person inside
1: of you yes I I think that I had to get outside of myself to really figure out how to how to let what's inside of me out but that doesn't mean like I'm still very much a reserved person I'm still kind of a shy person like I don't if I'm at a party or an event I'm usually either having like an awkward conversation or just kind of like in the corner like when can I leave and it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like that I'm antisocial. It's just that I'm so in tune with everything that I just, sometimes it's overwhelming to be in big crowds.
0: Yeah. Well, is that tough being part of this business is to actually go out and go to these parties and socialize like that? Shake
1: hands, kiss babies.
0: It's yeah. A, like babies. do the rounds, like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, be it's seen, little, whatever. It's a
1: little rough. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes you don't want to be seen. You know, sometimes you you would, and sometimes you're just going through shit. Sometimes you just would rather, rather be isolated like rather be working on some shit that that you're going to show to people later but there is a a, there is an aspect of it where you have to you know you have to perform you have to like by perform i mean like when you're off stage you have to also be in a room with people who you have to sell that merch yeah yeah, they got to see your face you know what i'm saying you got to be by the merch booth after the show and if the merch booth just just happens to be an epic records mixer
0: yeah but also what i think is cool is that like in today's day and age what you know you don't have to pick whatever uh People want you to do. You can have those four different um, things to do, and they can all sell for you. Yeah,
1: exactly. like I, that's the other thing too is that I'm going to do what I want to do, and like you know, I, I'm not going to be beholden to one thing. Um, if I feel like my container, the shape of my container changes, and tomorrow I want to be a a pillow designer, right. I'm going to design a fucking pillow, and that's just going to happen. You know.
0: Which, by the way, if you do do that, can you name your company Donwell Made It? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of studio pillows. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way,
0: what that would be would be a huge feat of engineering, right? So yeah. Um. Listen, Don, your journey is is an incredible one, and certainly far from over and i think what we're excited about is the the world that you've created and the circles you run in and we're just so thrilled that you came up here and and shared your story whatever you can remember of it but honestly like you know to 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 live in the city and to work in the city and to survive creatively in the city is not an easy thing to do so we salute you for that and and we just appreciate you for uh for coming up here yeah
1: Yeah. thanks for having me yeah well i mean no like don will made it
0: yeah yeah exactly right (laughs) exactly (laughs) right Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us, I'm Eric, your Jeff, together. We're It's The Real, no apostrophe, no spaces. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's The Real. We also have two Jews and two black Jews review the movies. If people want to find out more about what's going on in this crazy world of ours, Jeff, where can they Go! You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com. You can also go to itsthereal.com slash shop. Go get all of your Christmas presents today. I don't know what else you would want from any other place, don't go to, I mean, Toys R Us is shut down. Yep. FAO Schwartz is shut down. Yeah. Let's go to itsthereal.com slash shop and shut this shit down. Yes. Uh, you can always go and find all of our old episodes and our new ones for our podcast. Go to It's The Real on iTunes. It's The Real on Spotify. It's The Real on all streaming services, including SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash a waste of time. SoundCloud.com slash two juice two black dudes. You can also find us on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, and Instagram at It's The Real. So go to all those. Alright, I'm down. Jeff? Yeah. This is the time when we do the shouts. Shouts. So let's shout. Alright, I want to start off with shout-out to Bando. Bando! The EDM dance trap hall icon. Bando. Bando. Shout-out to trav dave and the what we talking about podcast trav dave out in ohio shout out to court justice court justice who said shout out to y'all for holding this down fuck us lol well we appreciate that we appreciate that shout out to young titty and the lost chronicles podcast young titty Shout out to check Wex every day on the check-in. check Wex. And also, shout out to Alex Spice. That's two days in a row. Alex Spice. Shout out to Young Bogus Boy out in London town. Young Bogus Boy. Shout out to King Dairu. Dairu King. King Dairu. Out in West Peoria, Illinois, shout out to Thomas Moody the Second. Thomas Moody II, shout out to Don't Hate Be Hated, Don't Hate Be Hated, out in, I want to say DC, yes, yes, Baltimore, Maryland actually, shout out to Baltimore, Maryland, shout out to Pete Thriz, Young Thriz, Young Thriz, shout out to Marat Berenstein, who we've known forever, he's an engineer I believe, shout out to Marat shout out to eric Waterman. yeah shout out to eric shout out to young lex from dc young shout lex. lex to puerto black 3001 and his dog hector macho camacho shout out to macho camacho and puerto black 3001 shout out to tyler Fifty Four Million Three Hundred Thirty Five Thousand Nine Hundred Sixty and the florida keys yeah <laughs> shout out to big steph what up steph big steph Right here from Orlando, Florida. Shout out to James N. J- James N. JPN Inc. one. Shout out to Frank Nitty. Frank Nitty J- who said now playing the home alone review is a classic. Jada Kiss needs his own show for real. I'm gonna say no. 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 <laughs> yeah, we keep him for ourselves. He's what are you talking about? Show. What are you talking about? Also, shout out to I'm King Ant with the late, late, late check-in. I am King Ant. And shout out to Cal, super late on the check-in. Shout out to Cal from New Jersey, Cal from Complex, Cal from do Androids Dance, shout out to counterrockthedog.blogspot.com now for real for real sure sure we'll see you guys tomorrow Rats.